0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 28, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have new highs. That's the first thing we have on the docket today. The second thing we have is something that we discussed several days ago. Remember when I said... The market's sniffing something out. Maybe it's sniffing out a deal. So the market didn't take off into a blow-off situation based on a deal today that was announced by Biden. They had a press conference, yada, yada, yada. So they have a framework of some deal that's not going to cost anybody anything. It's not going to increase the debt or deficit. In fact, it's going to reduce inflation and cure the climate problem. Now, that's a deal we all want. And that's also called satire or sarcasm or tongue in cheek. Pick your poison. Either way, we discussed the fact that the market may be sniffing out something. I suggested maybe it was sniffing out a deal. Here we are at new highs. We were always going to have some kind of a deal. At some point, they lose focus on what they're actually trying to accomplish for the benefit of the people who pay the bills, and they just want to make a deal with a disregard for whatever's in the bill. Nobody really cares that's in Washington today, other than the citizens that live in Washington. Let me stand corrected. There is not a new high today. Not that there won't be tomorrow, but I did make an error. I want to stand corrected. The former high is 458.49, Today's high is 458.40, closing print 458.39, my bad. Now, let's go back to something that happened just to reiterate the fact that they do the same stuff over and over and over again. And for this, we're going to use the line that's already on the screen, 454.05. It was the former high. The other day, the market made a high, decided to pull back, make everybody think that the market topped out. And what did it do? Just ran a test of the former high, and it bounced right back up in the other direction. Now, we didn't necessarily say it was going to bounce right back up in the other direction. However, we discussed this kind of stuff all the time, and that's what they were doing. What did we discuss, however? We did discuss that they, A, had not completed the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Where does that exist? Well, if you weren't here previously, we go like this and we have a left shoulder, and this is your neckline. It really extends here, but that's not relevant. You have a head in the middle, and then you have a right shoulder over here. You break above the trend line, and by the way, none of this really matters. All that matters is this trend line here, and let me clear this up and do it one more time. All that matters is this pivot high, and I believe this is the high, and if you go from the high, down to connect this, that was your neckline anyway. And that's a trend line, and that's all that matters because once you get above that trend line, that failure that was occurring, and it would have really failed, this is Irene over here, meet Irene. But what they were really doing here, and you'll remember back a few weeks ago when this happened, they were running a test in that neighborhood, and the Bulls had to play defense. That's where the reversal took place. That's where they started up, And they came back for a retest of that area. We talked about it at length at the time. And here we are above the neckline and the head and shoulders inverse, if you will, pattern that will be completed is completed at slightly higher prices, which is why we've been saying they're not finished yet. There's got to be a better effort, if you will. That's the way I felt. I'm not sure I put it that way, but I felt that way. A better effort. the big fat round numbers of ES 4600 and SPY 460. And just because I keep repeating those numbers, that doesn't mean that has to be the final destination on this run. They can spike it through. Maybe they come up slightly short, but I think they'll spike it through. And there will be at a point when it's going to be once again, game time for a good old fashioned bull bear battle up in that neighborhood. Here's that monthly chart. We no longer need that. We talked about it ad nauseum. The monthly chart is really telling you this is all out just bullish behavior. Obviously, anything can happen at any time. But to reverse the reversal candle from last month is no joke. And you have to look at that as a big puzzle piece, at least for now. The trend is your friend. Here's your weekly chart. They're riding the trend They tested the 20-week moving average, a successful test. They turned around, they made new highs. It'll be once again another spot for a make it or break it situation around those big fat round numbers, give or take, let's just say a point on the SPY, 10 or 15 handles on the ES. So it's a point, a point and a half in the SPY. So maybe they get up to... 461, 461 and change. Something in that neighborhood is garden variety market behavior. If they stay up there and they start closing above 460 when they get there and they close up there hour after hour, 240 candle after 240 candle, daily chart candle after candle, that's a whole different ballgame. Then the destination is going to be somewhere north of that, but they have to prove that case. Let's check out inside the numbers today. I think there's learnable information in here, so get out your sticky note. Happy Thursday. They made another bearish pattern by running sideways all night long. Breakdown or rescue operation today. So far as the morning ticks on, we can say this. Yesterday, they ran a test of the former high, the breakout area, and are bouncing off of it. Garden variety and discussed the night before. They do the same stuff over and over. Now we know all that, but go with me. I'm going somewhere with this. There's always a method to the madness. Now what? Well, if they start getting below 454 again, the door will open for that zone around 452.50 or in that neighborhood, and nobody would be surprised at that. We zeroed in on that spot for very good reasons. And if that was it in terms of the test, and at the time I doubted it, we'll start to see them float back to 457 and above. What's the pivot number to open above or below today? 455.35. Just for starters, you know the routine, right of the vertical. 455.35 was that number. They opened above it and never looked back. That was the opening pivot. Now there's 457, and they just missed it by a penny or so, by two pennies over here, right after 10 o'clock. But wait, there's more. Again, method to the madness. Let's start going to where we're closer to, and then after the opening bell, and you'll see how it all comes together. I'll just say in advance, you have to know your numbers. 9:15 inside my head. If they're done testing the lower stuff, then it's just a matter of which day and when they make a run again for the big fat round numbers. Above 457 is a pretty good hint. So that's at 9.15 before the opening bell. So what I'm saying here is, a trader that's in concert with that thinking can, and I'm not suggesting anybody does this, this is an individual trader slash individual personal decision to hop on and say, hey, I'm going to ride the thing, up to the big fat round number. It's a trade. You have to be willing to withstand the back and forth. You have to be willing to withstand looking like you're wrong five or six times before you get there. Might take a day to get there, might happen today. It didn't, but it could have. Might happen tomorrow, leading into Friday, the weekend. Might happen Monday. We don't know, but as far as I'm concerned from where I sit, It's going to happen so a trader can ride it up there as long as they're staying above a certain spot. In this case, we're using 454. You want to use 457, say it's a pretty good hint. Above 457, as long as they stay there, I'm staying there. Just food for thought. Every day is more learning opportunity. You get better over time. It compounds. The money compounds, the learning compounds. The more the learning compounds the more the money compounds. 931, little tidbit on Upwork. We'll get back to that later. It's one of the stocks on the move. We're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. So now at 932, right after the open, we're saying 456.75 to 457 is resistance on the first run. So we already know about 457, so I'm zeroing in a little bit. 456.75 up to 457 is resistance. Getting above and staying there, opens the day for the floater type stuff. Now, let's think about this. In that zone, it's a quarter, 25 cents, is resistance. On the first run, there's likely a reaction in the other direction. Now, maybe it's a big reaction in the other direction, maybe it's a small reaction in the other direction. But on the first run, when they get to a resistance area, they typically have some type of pullback. That's what happened. Know your numbers. 9.46. While 4.56.75 or so is resistance, I am, meaning me, personally, am not interested in a short trade. Just saying. Why was that? Because I'm looking at the bigger picture. Here is the quote. The bigger picture is the fat round numbers. Now, could I have taken a scalp trade for a few S&P points, few ES points? Absolutely. But my eye was really on the big fat round numbers. We have some additional support. They didn't go down there. Now, 10.03, this is where you have to understand the concept of how the markets work, and you have to put aside what might be happening in real time, food for thought. While they look absolutely bullish at face value, they're still at resistance and will put in a morning pivot and eat time off the clock, pull back, or both. Just saying, that was 10 o'clock. Where are we here? 10.05, 10 o'clock, what did they do? They stopped going up. That's resistance. They pulled back. They made a low here at 456.04. So what did they do? They went down 10 points. The ES went down 10 points. The SPY went down about a dollar. That's the way it works. We're moving along. See what else we have. Just stating what happened after it happened and stated before it happened what was likely to happen. So got the bookends going there. We had 456.20 on the board as support. And I know you're thinking, well, that's after the fact. No, it wasn't. Down here, 957, as time marches on, 456.20 is now support. I've raised it from 455.25. As the market moves, you have to adjust in real time. So the market goes up. It finds resistance. I took the line away. Comes back down, 456.20, slightly below, finds support. What happens? That's it. That was the secondary low of day. Know your numbers. Now we're moving along a little bit, and they start to get bullish and more bullish. 10.15, 4.56.04 low against support at 4.56.20, and a bounce. It's quiet, and the volume is light. Transport's, financials, and IWM are all up nicely on the day. The tape is bullish at present, and that was basically the theme of the day. What I'm going to do here is scroll up, pause the video, read the stuff, Go back to the charts and double check the work, whatever you like to do. But that was the crux of the morning. After they turn bullish, the selling was done. They get into floater mode. It was a floater operation. And the bigger picture comes back into view. What are they doing? They're going to get to the fat round numbers. Sounds like a broken record, but it's a broken record for a reason. Will they do it? Will the thieves in the night do it? anything's possible, it's an awareness. Maybe they do it overnight, you find them way up above, or maybe they do it in the thick of night and then they sell off some. We don't know, it's an awareness. It's an awareness, not to be surprised. Stock's on the move. We're gonna take a look at all but Teladoc. Ah, we're gonna look at Teladoc anyway. Some of you know why, some of you will figure out why in a moment. So basically, we're looking at all the charts and we'll do it in rapid pace to... Be sensitive on time. Royal Dutch Shell creeped into the number. Not a tremendously big mover. Not a quick mover. But nevertheless, provided the minimum required base hit. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. They're achieved one at a time. How about Twilio getting a nice buzz cut at the open? Closed yesterday at 345.58. My number was 281.09. That's a pretty big drop. Roughly 60 bucks, 17, 18%. You pick the number like it was laser surgery. Come into the number, they did a little bit of a Macarena in front of the number. Nevertheless, you see what's going on here. They went right back over 300 before coming back later in the day to do what? Run a test of the same number. Funny how that works. Here's your high over here. 303, 98, 81.09. Nice rip. eBay getting its haircut at the open, crept into the number, did about a Macarena in front of the number. It is what it is. Some traders took it. Some traders didn't take it. 7103 was the number. They ripped away from it, provided somewhat of a rocket ride. Nice trade. Big Mo, Altria, really didn't work. We can see it really was not the first number. The second number had a lot of validity, but you see they bounced away from it first. Then they came into it. They started to try and rally away. And then they got stuck there by the end of the day. It simply didn't work. We have to just move on. Not every trade will work. And to reiterate, if about 83% of the trades like this work, then guess what? The other side of that is 17. And we'll just round it to say around 20% don't work. That's just the way it is. This was one of those. It's a shit burger. How about Upwork? Now, I went down to a one-minute chart because I don't get an opportunity to show these every single day. If you had an order waiting to be executed once the opening bell rang, this is what happened. You were executed at $50.50, and in the same one-minute candle, the stock was over $53 a share. In fact, the exact high was $53.23. Remember, this is a one-minute chart. That's in the same one-minute candle. That's called a rocket ride. So regardless of whatever profit you were able to take, and here's the thing, unless you had an automated order in to take a profit, and I know some traders do, you couldn't help but get more than you bargained for by as fast as it went up. That's just the way it works. Doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, it's kind of like slam bam, thank you, I'll take my profit and move along. TeleDoc, look at this. What was the number? 129.99. What was the low of day? 130.25. Same routine. Hit it right out of the chute, and it took off like a bat out of hell. It's a heartbreaker, but the numbers work. Come on, people. What have we got over in Camp IWM? Above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with the IWM. Again, we don't have to worry about the fake reversal candle anymore. We had two big down days run into the moving averages. They ran a test. Here they are right back up. Again, it's still bullish. And as long as the general consensus tomorrow leading in to the holiday weekend is bullish, I still contend that the IWM is going to get to 232. If, in fact, the S&P 500 does the thing where it punches into the next set of big fat round numbers, that's where your IWM is 232. Write that down. The IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. It was up 2.25% today, give or take. The S&P 500 was up less than 1%. And the folks down at the transportation department also up more on a relative basis than the S&P, up one and a quarter percent. Another big time up day after a one day wonder being down. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Just because they were down yesterday doesn't mean much. Look how many days they were up. You have to look at the big picture. One day doesn't make a trend. One day doesn't make a market. One day doesn't really change anything within reason. This is what we were looking at saying, hey, they're beating on the former high, so they didn't get through today. That's today. That was yesterday. But this is a weekly chart, and they have all week to do it. They have next week to do it. They have the week after to do it. If they're going to do it, they'll hang around for a while. Or they'll just do it right away. How about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Q people, anything wrong with this chart? No, new highs. What is wrong with new highs? They're in no man's land. There's nothing wrong with new highs. They're in no man's land, which means there's no point of reference for a bona fide area of resistance. Look at it this way. Either the IWM, the Qs, or the s&p 500 and i suppose we can throw the dow in there as well we might as well let them join the party one of these indices are headed to a specific place when one of them or whichever one is headed to the bigger deal place for them gets there that's probably it they're all going up together but in terms of a specific place whether it's and i'm making up a number and you'll get the concept after whether it's es 46 27. If that's the ultimate destination, and that's going to be the end of that particular rally for the S&P, then whatever numbers the IWM are at, the Qs are at, the Dow is at, at that time, that's going to be their number, and that's going to be it. And they're all going to turn around together and begin to either pull back or do whatever they're going to do. But one of these indices is going to get to their number first. It's a race. Again, look at the bigger picture for a second. Is a number from a bigger picture perspective, is a number QQQ 400? Is that more important than any number on the board for the S&P 500? Maybe. The next big or semi-big fat round number for the IWM would be 250. Is that what the destination is for all these markets when the IWM gets to 250? That's the ball game. Maybe. The Dow's at $35,730 and change. Is it 40000 Is that where they're going? Is that what the thing is? Maybe. About S&P 5,000, is that where they're going? Is that the ultimate destination for this market before a real bona fide correction? Maybe. And it may be none of those numbers. It may be lower than all those numbers. We don't know, just giving you the concept of what I was talking about. XLF, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until what? Right, until she throws your shit in the trash. Down day yesterday, bounce back today. You can't make heads or tails out of that kind of price action. About Smash Mouth, anything wrong with this particular chart? No. Finished on the highs? SMH, or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole, so if there's nothing wrong with the semiconductor space, then there should be nothing wrong with the tech space. And as a result, we see the queues at all-time highs. Makes total sense. Why isn't the SMH at all-time highs? They're close, but they're not there. Maybe they will be by the end of the week or the end of the month. We're watching. Are they running the whole thing up into the end of the month and then they're gonna pull the rug out a little bit? Maybe. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.